Okay, let's, let's learn. So, just to put things into perspective, you know, where, where we're holding from last week. So we began learning the Indian of Teres Abal that there's the fundamental theological Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tev, which we're, which we're learning about, and that is that the Baal Shem Tev's Indian was to explain Achtus Hashem, the unity of Hashem. There are many ways of explaining Achtus Hashem. In fact, in Derech Mitzvah from the Tzemach Tzedek, which we're gonna, I'm going to read from shortly, he brings that there are really three ways of explaining Achtus Hashem. It says the Rambam, the Zohar, and Chasidus. The Rambam, the Arizal, the Zohar, and the Baal Shem Tev. But we learned that Achtus Hashem, according to the Baal Shem Tev, means that all the inyanim that it says in Kabbalah about different levels of God's light apply to the physical world as well. Because the world is nothing other than God's light. And we learned, for instance, just to give by way of example, so if a person, if you have a rock lying on the floor, it doesn't have the potential to fly, right? Can't fly. If you take it and you throw it, and it's flying, so what's that flying of the rock? It's your energy. There's no flying of the rock. There's just your energy. That's really what it is. What looks like the flying of the rock is your energy. A person that, can, you know, an alien that lands on earth and never saw a rock before might think that it's flying. It might think that the flying belongs to the rock because it's never seen a rock before. But we know that there is no flying of the rock. That's just your energy. So the Baal Shem Tev said, Forever God, your word stands firm in the heavens. Meaning that your words, the Dvar Havai, the words of God that he said, let there be Yehirakiah, let there be a firmament. Those words are standing in the sky, bringing them to existence every moment. The existence of the sky is the words of God saying, let there be a ferment, Yehirakia. That's what the sky is. And if were Hashem to stop Chatzvashem for a moment saying it, the sky wouldn't exist. Hashem has to be actively saying it all the time. And not just the sky, but we learn that the Rebbe brings that all Nivroim, all created things, anything that exists, God is speaking it into existence every moment. Because the, even though they're not all recorded in the Ten Mamoris in the Torah, because the, those are too powerful and they have to be further go through many Tzimtzumim and Tmuris and Gematrois, but eventually every created being in the world is God speaking it into existence. This thing and this thing, it's all God is saying, each one. Now what does it mean, God's saying? We spoke about last week. What does it mean, Word of God? The Mushal, of course, that's the Mushal, of course, that the Torah uses. Genesis 1, God said. But what, what's the muscle? That's the anthropomorphism. But what's the nimshal? What's it coming to convey? What is speech? Speech is an emanation from you, which is nothing other than you. It's, it's just from you. It's not coming from anywhere else. I'm talking, it's coming from me. Right? But it's an emanation from in me to, out, so to speak, outside of me. It's a revelation of me to outside of me. That's what speech is. And how much am I giving when I say a word? How much of myself am I investing when I say a couple of words? Not very much. So, so too, the words of God is after many tzimtzumim, after the whole seder shtalshalus, after the whole downshading of worlds, 
all of what Kabbalah speaks about, eventually the light comes out, which are the words, the oisius of Dvar Havaya, the letters of the words of Hashem, which, become, which are bringing existence into reality every moment. Now see if you could get this jump. There's no flying of the rock, we said. So when you throw it, what, is, what appears to be flying, what is it really? Your energy. Now, look at the world as the flying of the rock, the existence of the world. God's light in everything that exists is bringing to... There is no potential for existence other than God. It's God's light, God's energy that He's saying, so to speak, emanating reality into existence every moment. So what is reality? Godliness. Just like your energy, what looks like the flying of the rock is really your energy, what looks like a world is really God's light. That's every moment bringing into existence. Now, I want to clarify something because somebody asked me, um, an old friend from Woodmere asked me uh, during this past week, he heard the recording and he asked me a very good question, which I, I, I should have mentioned. And that is that seemingly <clears throat> we're learning that this is one of the two main chidushim of the Baal Shem Tov. We're going to get Metz Hashem very soon to the second one. But we're saying this is the chidush of the Baal Shem Tov, that, that reality has to be continuously being brought into existence every moment. So this person asked me, what do you mean it's the Baal Shem Tov? We say every day in davening, right before the Shema, HaMechadesh Betuvay Bechol Yom Tomid Maiseberashis What does that mean? Hamechadesh betuvo, he renews with his goodness. Bechol yoyim tomid every day, always my sabrashes. Meaning that we say in that it's ready in the siddur that God is constantly creating reality. That's in the siddur that you don't need chesidus. So what's the chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov? So I just want to remind you. Just open up. I'll show you inside, so you just appreciate it. The the. What, what is the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov, the, this main Chiddush of page 290, 291, in the bottom numbers? Okay, everyone, on page 290 in the English, 290 in the English on the right column. Um, that's from the top of the right column. Yeah, everyone with me? Your word which you uttered. Yeah? Your word which you uttered, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. These very words and letters. Oh, I should have started a few words back. Sorry, the bottom of the left column. The Balshemtiv has explained. I have to quote that's the Balshemtiv. This is one of the few places in Tanya that Daltov actually quotes the Balshemtiv, even though in the introduction he says it's all from Balshemtiv, but here's where he quotes him. So the Balshemtiv has explained that your word which you uttered, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, these very words and letters stand firmly forever within the firmament of heaven and are forever clothed within all the heavens to give them life. Anyone see a difference from this from Let's see it in the Hebrew. Look in the Hebrew where it's uh, six lines from the, uh, from, the, from the beginning of Perak Aleph. In the Hebrew, Perisha Bal the words themselves, 
And again, we spoke about that the 22 letters of the Aleph Bays are 22 godly energies, 22 ways God manifests. It's the closest we have to a picture of God is the 22 letters of the Aleph Bays. The 22 letter of the Aleph Bays is the 22 revelations of God. And that's, and that's the way they, they get combined is what brings reality into existence. So these words, these revelations of God, Anyone see a difference? The Balshemtov's Vart is the word betoch. You see, Amachadish Betubachoyim Tavim Masdabrashis could just mean that God is standing, you know, outside, so to speak. God is in the wall yonder. And he's every moment setting Federal Express energy to make the world. Well, let's uh, before before let's wait, before we give titles to it because I want to uh, let's not jump to titles yet. Okay, what you what yet what I think what you're saying is that that the Baal Shem Tov is saying that God is not just Soiviv Kolalman but also Mamali Kolalman. Now, of course, Mamali Kolalman is a concept from the Zohar, but the Baal Shem Tov is touching up, explaining what's Mamali Kolalman, what's the light of God that fills the world. It's these letters that are enclosed within every created being. Now, what's the vart within? One could understand that God's light and the world are two separate things. It's that God's light is bringing the world into existence. You know, zapping it into existence. But the Baal Shem Tov is saying, no, no, it's within the Nivra. It's within the physical being of the Nivra. Within the place of the Nivra, place not just being the geographical place, but the state of being, that's God's light, becomes, is bringing that reality into existence every moment. That's the Chiddush. And Semachadosh Betuvay just says that it's re- being renewed every moment, but that it's actually that God's light is the reality of the Nivra. That's the Baal Shem Tov's Chiddush. Okay, that's it. Now, Ravari, without saying tiles, you have a question on this? Yeah, Sean. So that's 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 important to clarify. Yeah, Shlomo. So the example of throwing a rock. Yeah. My energy throws the rock, but my energy is not the rock. No. Oh, good. That's why. That's why I said before. But it's very good that you, you're you're saying it again. We're use, we're saying the not the existence of the rock, the flying of the rock equals the existence of the world. In other words, my energy is causing the flying of the rock. God's light is causing the world to exist. Why not? Because my energy is not causing the rock to exist. Again, we're not talking about the existence of the rock. We're talking about the flying of the rock. We're looking for a mushal in Gashmias of Yeshma'ayim. Something from nothing. We have to find the mushal in Gashmias where you're bringing something into reality. And that is the flying of the rock. Not talking about the rock. Right? So just like the flying, what seems like the flying of the rock is really your energy that's manifesting as the flying of the rock, so too the world, what looks like creative, a tree and a rock, and what looks like, uh, here I'm talking about the existence of rock, what looks like the world is really just God's light bringing into existence every moment. Yeah? That is called Yehuda Tata, the lower level of God's unity. And we'll explain shortly why it's only the lower level. But I want to read to you from the Tzemach Tzedek 
just to show you how this is so fundamental to Chesidus, that this is, this is Teresa Baal Shem Tev, and how we'll get Mitzvah Shem at the end, if you remember how we began, how that, can, how that brings about the Darkei of Baal Shem Tev, the Darkei Chesidus. So in Derch Mitzvah Secha, this is a, the Tzamach Tzedek is the grandson of the Alter Rebbe, grandson of the Alter Rebbe. So in, he, he, there's a Sefer, Derch Mitzvah Secha, where he goes... He brings uh, all, a lot of the different mitzvahs and explains the reasons according to Kabbalah and Chassidus. Very fascinating. So one of the mitzvahs here is Achtus Hashem, as I mentioned. And in the midst of Achtus Hashem, he brings these three levels of the Rambam, that there's the way the Rambam explains God's unity, there's the way the Zohar explains God's unity, and then there's the way the Baal Shem Tev explains God's unity. So I want to just read to you, okay? I'm going to read a little. Valpi oimek yisoyed Baal Shem Tev the way the Baal Shem Tev explains the Zohar Kaddish, because again, Mamali Kolalman, the light of God that fills the world is, is in the Zohar. But it's the way the Baal Shem Tev is explaining it, that it's Melubish Betoch, that it's within every being, the Koyach Apoyel Bin Nifal, that the power of the doer is in the dung. God's energy is in everything, God's light is everything. So according to that, that deep that deep fundamental idea of the Baal Shem Tov, there's going to be a wondrous explanation of what it means, God's unity. Besides unifications of God's light. Because again, Kabbalah speaks about, these are all God's light. But they don't speak about the world itself. The Baal Shem Tev says, Even the created beings, Einod is nothing other than God. Nothing other than godliness. In truth, Created beings are not an independent existence, the way our eyes see them. You see, that's this, uh, this, uh, this idea in, that everything seems like a yesh. In Hasidic terminology, in Hasidic, in part of this theology, you know, usually when is that what we fight against is yeshus, which is much deeper than the Eight Sahara. In other words, in, in, in Nigla, the enemy is the Eight Sahara. Right? You have an evil impulse that you're fighting against. You have the right, you have the little uh, good soul, the bad soul. That, so you have this fight going on, right? And that's the Eight Sahara. Comes Chesidus and says, go deeper than that. Fix the real problem. The real problem is that we feel like we're a yesh. What does a yesh mean? Yesh ma'ayin, we know usually the words yesh ma'ayin are usually translated as ex nihilo, something from nothing. But Hasidus explains what's yesh ma'ayin. Ayin is the divine nothingness. This divine light is the ayin eleki, the divine nothingness, that divine light, which is bringing the yesh into existence. Every moment. The yesh of the world. That's the yesh, the world's yesh, what appears like what exists, yesh, is coming from ayin, from God's light, the nothingness that's in it all the time. So Hasidus says what we have to fight against is the yeshus, the fact that we feel like we are a separate existence. That's the problem. The fact that I, feel, I don't feel that I'm, I'm a word of God. I'm, God. I'm just God saying, Nasa Adam and my name. That's what I am. So you, so to speak, you give a, 
what do you call when you give um, in boxing when you give an, an under a, a, a uppercut, uppercut but from below right like you you come from like below yeah uppercut uppercut so so like you give an uppercut the Sahara, you you get rid of its source what's the source of the Sahara? that's the, that's Musa like talks a lot against the Yitzhah. See this says, no, no, go to what's deeper than the Yitzhah. It's deeper than the evil impulse. The fact that you feel like you exist. Work on that. I'm really just godliness. I'm really just a projection of God's light all the time. And so he says that Samach Tzedek says, Shal emes, the Created beings are not a separate entity. Like it sees in our eyes. That's only in our eyes because we can't see the godliness that's in everything. You know, there's a famous story when the Alter Rebbe was on his deathbed. So he called over the Tzemach Tzedek, his grandson, and pointed to the ceiling and said, What do you see? And the Tzemach Tzedek looked up and he said, I see the rafters of the ceiling. And the Alter Rebbe says, I don't see the rafters anymore. I just see the letters of God's speech. I just see the light of God. I just see the ISIS. I just see the letters bringing it, you know. I don't, see the, I don't even see the rafter anymore. But we don't see that. So therefore the world looks like it, it's a separate existence. It's almost like, again, imagine, you know, a, a person that's never an alien that landed or, or somebody from a, some, never saw a television before and like just sees a huge television and thinks that the person on the television is, there, is a separate existence. <clears throat> It's, it's, there's nothing there other than a projection of the television. Vis-a-vis the godliness that's vitalizing us. We're completely nullified. We're completely nullified to Hashem's light. And then he says, I'm skipping a couple of lines. He says, Im Kain. Um, Lochain. Since this is true, that the light of God's unity shines on us. This idea that we realize God's unity, that everything is just His light. One has to feel oneself as, as nothingness also, that I am essentially just godliness, as nothing other than God. Not to feel an ani, I, but to make the I... The ani into the ayin. It's not just a plan words. The whole the the to turn the ani into an ayin that I should feel that nothingness. Instead of saying I, I'm just that nothingness of God. In other words, there is no real self. Yes, there is no self identity. It's all just godliness. So turn the ani into an ayin. It sounds like something that comes intrinsically easier to some people than others. Like. I feel like it's, it's like an individual factors thing that some people, this really just like, it resonates with them on a more visceral or like naturally intuitive level. Other people have to break out of the, the mode that like... Um, I think in, I think in any, any of the Hashem is probably like that, you yeah. know? It exists on gradients for different... Yeah, things. yeah. You're saying like a personality, personality thing of like... I mean, that's part of it. It's really just, I'm just saying that, like... How egotistical. Every individual, like, it exists on, a, on like, a spectrum or a scale of how much, like, this idea can resonate with them naturally. Like, what I just remember being a kid myself and feeling like this world, like, it felt more like home. It felt like it made sense. It's like, it, there wasn't... It didn't feel like there was this duality. Everything felt kind of like... 
the way it should be, and then gradually that eroded with time to the point where like I could even entertain like, oh, like it's not as it appears. This is really just like a veneer for divine presence, which is not readily accessible to the senses, but is <coughs> ever present nonetheless. Correct. <coughs> you should look you, at. We do did. you understand that? Do you just see that intellectually, or do you actually feel it? I feel it at times. Other times, I have to force myself to remember it, and sometimes I don't want to remember it. Sometimes I want to. I want to go back. But you see, the forcing of the remembering doesn't mean you actually know it. You're just intellectualizing it. So when do we ever? I mean, do that's we ever? My, do we ever fully arrive in this world? I mean, in a sense, God's presence is—it's not negative. It's not intrinsically negative, but it's negative, meaning that if we were ever really to be absorbed into God's presence, we would—we as an identity would cease to exist. So it's almost like. You have to, you know. So what the, 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 yesh, the yesh is the positive. To, to yesh is like to posit. Lasim is the yesh. Positive, negative, negative is negative. God's presence is so overwhelming that we would be negated. So here we're not. To, so here's the thing. Just make sure we, we get something clear. We're not talking here about God's presence yet. Yeah. Oh. We're talking about the presence of God's light within everything. God's revelation. God's speech within everything. Right. <clears throat> That's what we're talking about right now. That everything is a projection of God's light. Right? And so that's why it doesn't overwhelm. Because it's a light that comes through so many contractions, concealments, etc. Yet so many millions of worlds and levels, and it becomes a light that could, so to speak, fit. That's enclosed. That's what it means, enclosed. What's, what's enclosed? Your clothing fit you. So it doesn't mean that godliness is enclosed in, in created things. It fits. It's a tailor-made light. Every particular snowflake has another godly light in it. Yeah. So does that mean that if the ani is ayin, there's no happiness, no sadness, no pleasure, no pain, no love, no hate? Um... Let's say like this. First of all, it's a very good question. It's a very, very good question. So I was going to wait for a little later to get to it, but I'll, I'll speak about it now. In Perak Lamed Gimel of Tanya, the 33rd chapter of Tanya, which is my favorite chapter and probably the most fundamental, um, the altar explains that, that Fakir, this Amun of the Baal Shem Tev brings ultimate Simcha. This Amun of the Baal Shem Tev is the source of what Simcha really is. Because this Amun of the Baal Shem Tov says to you, well, you know, let's, let's wait with that, because I don't want to get off topic, but it's, it's a type of, it's not, it, let's wait, okay, I'll, I'll get to Mitzvah Shem, but no, it's, it's definitely the Simcha, that's Chassidim, is all, was always the Simcha, right? Bittel brings to Simcha, but we'll, we'll get to it, Let, let's, let's, let's wait for a second, I want to go a little uh, more linear. Um... Okay, so everyone understand what I'm saying over here about the, the Indian of Yehuda Tata, the lower level unity, is that the, the godliness, the elokus, not God, godliness. Tzemach Tzedek makes that distinction between Gott und Getlachkeit. God and godliness. Eleka and elokus. Elokus, the or eloki, the ayin eloki, is enclosed within every created thing. Okay? That's Yehuda Tata. And so what we have to do is what's called bitl hayesh, annihilation of the self, so to speak. Annihilation of the self to the godly light. And the Semach Tzedek says, turning the ani into ayin, 
And I want to read, read one more line. Turning the knee into ayin, it says, Nitokain ich. That's what comes out of this mitzvah in the belief of the true Yichud of the Baal Shem Tov, that all, really all there is is God. There really ain't no mavadeh, literally. As a person should feel ayin. As not to God. As, which is the truth of what we are. V'zehu and that's the truth of what Hasidus is about. This idea of, of, of nullifying oneself to godly light, realizing that, that also we're only Hashem's light. Okay? Now, any other questions about this, what we learned until now? Clear? Clear as mud? I know these are all new ideas. And it should be, you know, difficult. It should, if, if it's difficult to, 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 um, to grasp, it means you're starting to understand it. It is, it is a difficult concept to, 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 to think about. But, but that's essentially the idea that how all of Seder Ishtalshlis, all the downshading of worlds, all the, 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 you know, millions of worlds and levels successively, step by step, is to come to a tailor-made divine light that fits into every particular thing and that's what everything is it's God bringing into existence every moment now minimize that window for a second okay minimize that window um, I want you all to picture in your head the following okay I want you all to, to, to have the following picture in your head first of all picture in your head a square within that square I want you to picture a circle. And that circle, I want you to picture a radius. Everyone knows what a radius is? Like a Pac-Man, so to speak. She look like Pac-Man. Radius means from one side of the circle one till the center point. That's a radius. Right? So you have a square. In that is a circle. And the circle has a line to the center point, from one side of it to the center point. That is a map of all of reality. That is everything that exists. The square is Orin Sof, Hashem's infinite light, which of course is, you know, more than square, but there's a reason we're saying square. Then the circle is the Tzimtzum, Right? The circle is the tzimtzum, where Hashem contracts His infinite light, removes His infinite light, making a round, so to speak, void and empty space. This empty void, void where there's no godly light, this tzimtzum. And then the line is what called in Kabbalah the kav, which is, just for those Madonna fans, is what Ray of Light is named after that album. So the Kav, right, is that line, so to speak, of God's light that enters the Halal because you need God's light to bring existence into reality into existence. Right? We've, we've, the first step of, of creation is the Tzimtzum. Like the Gemara says, First there's darkness, then there's light. So first there's the darkness making that circle. The tzimtzum. Then God brings a contracted ray of light, a drop of his light. Like the Arizal says, like taking a drop from the ocean. A drop of his light 
That becomes all the world's upper and lower worlds till finally this world. The center point is this world. Now, where am I getting this geometrical thing from? I'll show you. Anyone know what this book is? Sefer Eitz Chaim. Anyone heard of Sefer Eitz Chaim? Who wrote it? Huh? Chaim Vital. And what is it? Teres Harizal. Eitz Chaim is the main book, even though he has other form, of course, but Eitz Chaim is the main work of the Arizal's Kabbalah. Kabbalah's Arizal. Chaim Vital authored it, his main student. So I want to show you the very first page. These pages are the, the Haskamas, the approbations in Chaim Vital's introduction. Then when you open up the very beginning, look. This is the beginning. Heichel Aleph. See? And you have these pictures that I told you about. See? You have the square with the circle. So here's the, tzim, here's the tzimtzum that he took up, made that, that, that empty space. And then here's where the line, see, this, the, the radius? It's a little longer than to the center point, but it means to be to the center point. You see? That's the picture that I'm telling you. So that's, a, that's the picture, so to speak, that Arizal gives to have in your head for Tzimtzum. Now what's Tzimtzum? Again, that first there was God's infinite light, which is represented by a square, which is a very deep idea why this is a square. There's a circle. We won't get into that now. But in God's infinite light, then Tzimtzum, the first step in the creative process is the Arizal says, Silek Orei HaGodol. He removed his infinite light and made a Chalalu Mokum Ponu. He made it void, an empty void. We would then reintroduce the Kav, the ray, little teeny ray of light. Yeah? Okay. Came the Baal Shem Tov and said, it wasn't only the Baal Shem Tov, there are others, but the Baal, this is primarily what the Baal Shem Tov made manifest. Baal Shem Tov came and said like this, according to the way we just explained the Arizal, the way we explained Simpson. So in that round space, so to speak, that void, that, that, that chasm, that empty space that God made without God's light, etc., right? So according to that, that space is mamish empty. God is not there so to speak. God's light is completely removed. That's the words that Arizal uses. He says, Silek, Silek, that he was, he was Masalika or Litzdaden. He removed the light to the sides. He took out the light from them circle. Parenthetically, Rav Nachman and Lekutim Maran explains that all Sveikas and Amuna, doubts and faith, come from the secret of the Halal. All, as Rav Nachman says, all doubts and faith come from the secret of the Halal. Because Essentially, Chalal is also God. So. Anyway, but Lamaisa, according to the Arizal, the way the Arizal is explaining it, there's no light there. Correct? Hashem's not, Hashem removed himself. Comes the Baal Shem Tov and he says, Tzimtzum enoi kipshutai. When the Arizal said Tzimtzum, eino kipshuto, it's not literal. When the Arizal said symptom, it doesn't literally, he didn't literally mean that God removed his light. It's not literal. Rather, the Baal Shem Tov says, really, what Hashem did was not siluk, but helem. Helem means completely concealed, completely not felt. 
the Baal Shem Tov says, really God's infinite light is still in that circle. It wasn't really literally removed. It wasn't literally removed. It was just completely concealed. I, why does the Arizal say, Silek, at the or? And the, so Baal Shem Tov says, like Ipshuta, he didn't mean it literally. So why, the, why did he say it? Because he meant that the concealment is so complete and total, the concealment is so complete, it's as if it's not there. But it really is there. <clears throat> now what comes out, the dif- what comes out, the difference between those two understandings of Tzimtzum, whether you say Kipshutai or like Kipshutai? <clears throat> because here we're starting to get to why, if you remember we spoke last week, why this was, why the Vilna Goyen and the Misnagdim, why those that were the, the, the anti-Chassidim put Chassidus into Cheir. What's the difference between, it's not just the semantics, you know, semantics really matter in theology. Yeah, it just has the Catholics, they're, you know, experts at that, right? Semantics really matter in theology. So, if I were to say to you, it's not just a question of words, what's the difference if God's light is removed or concealed? Okay, so, but again, we, you, or, or God's light, yeah, God's light. right. So if there's a silo, then God's existence is somehow not existing in that place. But here's the thing: we're not. Here's the thing: we're not talking now. It's good that you're saying this. It's we're not talking now about what we were talking about in Yehuda Tata, the speech of God that's bringing reality into existence. We we minimize that window. Here we're talking about Orin Sof. The essence of God, even though Chassidus Chabad differentiates between the Or and the Ma'or, the light and the luminary, we won't get into that, but for all intents and purposes, we're talking now about God, God's essence, Or Insof. That was, that infinite light, the Arizal says, was removed. This is way before God spoke. You understand, the speaking is in the Kav. The light in the Kav is the light laid down below where God is speaking. That's the light that becomes the God's speech at the bottom of the kav. You understand? Mm-hmm. We're talking here about Orin Sof. Yeah. From what? From the halal. But we're not talking about God's light in the world. We're talking about God. So, if so he made within himself a round, so to speak, a, a, a space v- empty of his light. talking about in his essence. I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. I so, don't even get what that means. It, it, it cannot be. <laughs> Why? Because everything is God. So you cannot... You're already saying based on the Baal Shem Tov, that everything is God. But that's exactly what we're trying to explain how everything is God. Not even in everything. Other words, we're talking about God right now. Right. So with, and so, God is not God. So the Ari- One second. The Arizal... Let's, let's, let's go for this. The Arizal says... <laughs> That the first thing that in the beginning there was Orin Suf Mamalayat Mkolamitsi, there was just God's infinite light. No place for us to exist. So what did he do? Tsimtsum Ura Godl Vasilek Litzdodim. He did Tsimtsum and he removed his light to the sides, made within him a halalu mokumponu, a void empty of light. 
And that's where later the kav, the like of the, the, the worlds come to existence in God's speech, etc. But the Rizal says that that he made with himself a void where there is not God's infinite light. And the Baal Shem Tov said, no, it's just concealed. What's the, the difference is, are you within God or not? Or are you just a ray of godliness? In other words, according to the, the if you say tzimtzum kipshuto, if you say tzimtzum literally, then you're not within God's infinite being. And the muscle that they gave, those that, that, that held like this, that the Rizal is literal, that he actually removed it, the muscle that they gave, the parable they gave, is a king looking at a garbage dump. A king in his tower looking at a garbage dump. And for care, the Misnagdim, this is one of their, t- one second, this is one second, this is one of their tainas and chsidis, in, in all the, in the, um, in, what do you call it, the, the banners that they were writing when they were putting out, you know, uh, banners about against the Hasidim, one of the things they kept saying is that according to Hasidus, God is in a bathroom. And yet we know there are whole sorts of halachas. They're not even allowed to say Kriyashma in a bathroom. Not even allowed to say Kriyashma looking at a bathroom. Right? And yet yours, according to you, Hasidus, you're saying that God is in the bathroom. Mamish. Chas v'sholem. It's like a king looking at the bathroom. What, Yaakov? No, you answer my question. So, so, you understand? So, so that's the nafkamina. Baal Shem Tov said, no. The king is here. Hashem's infinite light is here, really. You're within it. So if you could picture that Hashem's light is everywhere, you understand that the speech of God, the word of God, which we said is every particular thing, the particular speech of God, the particular light of God that's within every created being is really within God's infinite light. And so the meditation is, picture a ray from the sun before it leaves the sun. First picture a ray coming out of the sun. It's nothing other than the sun's ray. That's why if a cloud goes in between, it'll go away. It's, it's con- continuously being emanated from the sun. But what about before it left the sun? Did it exist or not? It existed, but not as ray. What did it exist as? Sun. That's Yehudi'ilah. That's the higher level unity. That the elokus is within elekat. That the godliness is within God. That the, the speech of God is within Hashem like before he spoke. Turn for a second to the 21st chapter of Tanya. It's on page... You're saying that because the Kav has nothing to do with the Tzimtzum? Meaning the line is not affected by the whole? Is that in the muscle? what you're saying? I don't know what you mean. Meaning you're saying... You're page, to, page 89, huh? You're saying that the Kav was not influenced by the Tzimtzum? No, no, the... the Again, the tzimtzum, according to Baal Shem, there was a tzimtzum, yeah. but the tzimtzum is complete concealment. Yeah. Then comes the kav, where now there's a giloy, a revelation of godly light, a teeny drop of godly light, that then creates all worlds. But now we're saying that that godly light, those, those lights of Seder Shtalshlis that Kabbalah is talking about, all the levels of worlds that Kabbalah talks about, comes to Baal and says, really, because Kabbalah seems to say that it's within an empty, so to speak, empty space, void of his infinite light. Comes to Baal said, no, all those levels are within God. 
Because Hashem's infinite light is really here. It's just concealed. Look on page 89, the beginning of chapter 21 of Tanya. Look. However, the nature of the divine order is not like that of a creature of flesh and blood. God is not, In other words, now the altar is going to say that even though the Torah uses the muscle of God creating reality as God speaking, that's the muscle the Torah uses, right? Everyone with me? Yeah? But the altar is going to say, but now I'm going to tell you in one way why it's not like human speech. Where God's speech is not like human speech. How's that? When a man utters a word, the breath emitted in speaking is something that could be sensed and perceived as a thing apart, separate from its source, namely the ten faculties of the soul itself. When you talk, the words are leaving you, actually. The words are actually leaving you. In other words, that's the definition of speech by us. Speech only happens when the words leave you. But with the Holy One, blessed be He, His speech is not, God forbid, separated from Him. For there is nothing outside of Him, and there is no place devoid of Him. Look for, look for, uh, skip to the right column, to the second, the bottom paragraph where it says 15 Shvat. See that? Yet, his so-called speech and thought are united with him, meaning his essence, his infinite light, in absolute union, as for example, a person's speech and thought, while well, they are still in potential in his wisdom and intellect. In other words, just like we said this, the ray before leaves the sun. Before you say a word, where is that word? Before you say a word, you utter something. Before you say words, where, is the, where are those words? They're within you. They're within you. Hashem's words are still within Him like our words before we say them. Because, Hashem, because we're still within Hashem's infinite light. Now you might ask, the question might be asked, how does the Baal Shem come along and say that the Tzimtzum is not literal? How could you come and say that? Arizal says something and Baal Shem says, oh, he didn't mean it literally. How do you come and do something like that? So the answer is, the Baal Shem Tov took the Psukim literally. The Baal Shem Tov took the, the Psukim literally. That when it says, it means literally. And when it says, there's no place void of him, it's literal. There's no place devoid of him. Not just his Ashgacha, not just that he's looking at us. Right? That is literally, Hashem says, It's a postage in Yermia. I fill heaven and earth. Means I. God, the Baal means literally I. Let's see this inside. I want you to see this inside. Now we're going to chapter 7 of Shai Yechud Page 319. 318, 319. There's a difference between, I don't get it, like if... Someone didn't write a shvua. Hmm? Before someone says a shvua, a shvua doesn't exist. So is his point that it's like before you spoke, or his point is, I don't get it. He he keeps saying it's like the person before they said it. Right. But before you said it, you didn't say it. You right. You thought it. This and that. No, no. So I'm saying so. Say it. So where and so where is what what that before it becomes a thought? Where was it before? Before it becomes a so word. Yeah, I agree. It's in you, but it right. has less power in certain ways. Because you didn't say it. M- meaning like it's nullified shvua. to you. 
It's called bitul b'metzias. It's nullified out of existence. It was like this. Before, in Yehuda Tata, I'll explain it. Yehuda Tata, if you remember, we learned is that everything that exists is not a yesh, bitul hayesh, to nullify the selfhood of things, to understand that everything is just a projection of God's light, a constant projection. Everything is just godliness. God's light is enclosed in every particular thing. That's Yehuda Tata. And now we're saying, though, that that, and that, those are the words of God, so to speak, but those are still within Hashem, like us before we say the words. That's Yehudila. Bittel b'metzias. Yehuda Tata is that there, there's an existence of things, but the existence is godliness. Yehudila is that there is no existence. Bittel b'metzias. There's no existence, it's just God's infinite light. Yeah? Yeah. Getting back to Simpson, I always thought Simpson meant the grape becoming the raisin, but that doesn't create a void around the raisin. No, I, I don't know. No, so I mean, Simpson is a Hebrew word that could be used in a lot of ways. I thought it meant the concentration. So that's one way Simpson can be used, but that's not the way Kabbalah uses it. Kabbalah uses it where we would get Simpson is like, uh, like I said, removal, siluk. That's the way Kabbalah seems to use it, the word symptom. And the Baal Shem Tov said symptom is concealment. That's exactly what, how we defining symptom. It's definitely not... Well, well, I'll tell you one thing. Contra- how did you call it when the grave becomes... Contraction, right? That contraction is true about Torah. That's the symptom of Torah. That God's infinite light becomes Shoshon Agech Right? I don't want to get, get mistaken, but, but the, the, the debate between the Mesnagdim and the Chassidim is tzimtzum literal, meaning removal of God's light. That's what tzimtzum means, which is what Darizal seems to say, siluk. Or does tzimtzum mean concealment, helen, of the infinite light? But it was never really removed from the play, from the halal. Yeah? Look at page 319. This is in the middle of chapter 7. The, the last paragraph on the page. See, everyone has it? Chapter 7, page 3, well, we'll read it in English, page 318. It's the, eight, it's the bottom right in the light of what has been said above. Yeah? Everyone has it? Vehine mikan yeshlohavin shigigas. Anyone knows what a shogeg is? What's a shogeg? Unintentional. Unintentional. Like a mistake that's done unintentional. Yeshlov, and based on this, we could understand Shigigas Miktsas Chachamim Beinayim in English. In the light of what had been said above, it is possible to understand the error of some scholars in their own eyes, which is a little backhanded, like scholars in their own eyes. Hashem Yechaper Bada, may God forgive them. That what? Shishog Uvetobiyunam Bikisvearizal. This, they who erred and misinterpreted their study of the writings of the Arizal, the Hevinu Inyan Hatsimtsum Hamuskasham Kipshutai. Everyone following? Yeah? And understood those people though, that they, they erred, they made this mistake, may God forgive them. They understood the doctrine of Tsimtsum, which is mentioned there within the Arizal, literally. They understood it literally that the Holy One, blessed be He, removed Himself in His essence, God forbid, from this world. Only that He He guides this world from above with individual providence, but not that He's here mamish. So, 
So who's the guy? Is it the interpreters or, or it's the Haaris? No, Chas Vashon, the interpreters. The interpreters. And the Alter goes on to explain, to, 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 to go further, right? But that's the idea of Tzimtzum Leike Pshutai. Okay? Now, we said before, so we've learned two Chidushim of the Baal Shem Tov, Two novel ideas of the Baal Shem Tov. Number one, we learned that when we speak about Mamalikulam and when we speak about the speech of God, what time is it? What time is it? It's 10 already? All right, I'll, I'll finish up. The first thing we learned from the Baal Shem Tov is that when Kabbalah talks about the Isis of the Dvaravai, the letters of the divine speech, the divine light that's creating everything, it's Mamish within. It's enclosed within every created thing. And now the second thing we're learning is Tzimtzum Lei Kipshutai. That really, whenever this symptom, it's not literal, it's just concealment. If you put those two ideas together, what comes out from that? Can you repeat the first thing? Sure. The first idea is that every created being, every nivra, is essentially God's light bringing it into existence every moment. God's light enclosed in it. What you're seeing is really just God's light. It looks like the flying of the rock, it's really your energy. It looks like the existence of a tree, it's really God's light. That's enclosed within the tree, within the physical tree. The Baal Shem Tov said is the Ayin Aliki. The physical tree. Now we're saying that the divine speech never separates from Orin Sof. Never really leaves God's infinite light. Just like before you say words when they're still within you. So what comes out if you put those thing, two things together? That, that God mamish is in every particular being mamish. So why is there a need for this ray, for this here and all of words? Oh, because Hashem wants that we should that that we should feel as if we exist. That there should be a He conceals His light through so many concealments and contractions. In order for that there should be that there's that drop of light that then goes through millions of contractions, in order that we should feel a yesh, and we should turn we Hashem made the yesh from ayin, we should turn the yesh back into the ayin. You know, there needs to be that light. Hashem wants a dear betachtoinim. He wants a, a, a dwelling place in the in the lowest world, in a world that feels as if it does is is it is a dark world that feels like it's separate. So you're saying like we're at the same time with the ray of light, but also we're like within the sun before the ray even came out. Correct. So we're like we're essentially both things at once. That's not that's not it's incomprehensible to us. But no, why is it incomprehensible? Like you said, before the ray leaves the sun, does it exist or not? I mean, yeah. But it's the sun. Right. So we're saying so it's every particular thing is is God's speech, but it's within God. Like like before you say the words. Yeah, but it's also separate. Like it's also like we're like a separate. So, but it's, that's, that's not, that's Yeshus. That's Yeshus. And that's what we have to, we're not a separate entity from Elokos. Correct. We're all Mamash within Hashem. And all of Chassidus, Torah of Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov, Chassidus is not Kabbalah. Kabbalah speaks about all different levels of worlds and angels and spiritual realms. The Baal Shem Tov is not interested, I mean, not the Zainan Chassidus, the Baal Shem is coming to say a deeper thing. He uses these ideas of Kabbalah to explain one Nakuda, Einan Mavadeh, how the, all there is is God. You're mamish with the king. 
Your mom should look at chapter 33 Tani. He says, imagine you have the, the king is living with you in your house. Right, the Rebbe has a letter where he says, imagine, imagine that you're standing there when... when uh, who, who, imagine you're standing in front. Who's the biggest tzaddik you could imagine? You're standing by Rabbi Akiva from the Gemara. Imagine how you would feel. Stand by the Baal Shem Tov, right? Then imagine you're standing by Shem Bayuchai when he's revealing the secrets of the Zohar. Imagine you're standing there. Then imagine you're standing when Moshe Rabbeinu was receiving the Luchas. You're standing there on Har Sinai. You're there. And then imagine you're in the Holy of Holies. Comes Hasidus and says, Atzmus Amuhus, the essence and being of God, is in everything just like he's in the Holy of Holies. You're not any time less within God's essence anywhere, ever. And that's where all the ideas that we spoke about at the beginning of the first class then come into play. If, you th- if you'll think about this, you'll now understand how all the other things result of Hasidus, the dark Hasidus, the ways of Hasidus result from this. First of all, like I mentioned to Shleimah's answer before, Simcha. This brings ultimate Simcha. We could spend a lot of time discussing. I don't have a lot of. We have to finish now. But basically, if you look over there, chapter thirty-three, the Alter says the ultimate simcha is to know that you are within God. That's all that there is. Everything else that's. I mean, this is easier said than done. Want us to meditate on this Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad for many for a long time, right? But that anything that seems to be bothering me or sad, all there is is Hashem. That's all there is. That's all there is. Just Hashem. Really, that's all there is. So that brings that simcha, the closeness of God. Based on this, you understand why the Baal Shem Tov said that the simplest Jew, or even non-Jew, could access God equally. Why Hasidus took away a hierarchy. Because even if you're a wagon driver, you don't have to go to the base medrash to connect to God. If you're a wagon driver, as long as you have the consciousness of it, you're, you're, connect, you're within Hashem all the time. And from this came the idea of dveikus. Right? And a holistic way of serving Hashem. Dveikus. Because essentially, what is everything about? What's Torah Mitzvah? the way to reveal this truth about Hashem. And so everything is about connecting, being cleaving, being absorbed within Hashem. Within the unity of God. A Rebbe. What's the idea of a Rebbe? What's the idea of a Sefer Torah? A Sefer Torah, I spoke about this, I think, two weeks ago on Shabbos. A Sefer Torah is a window to that. In other words, a Sefer Torah is that. Sefer Torah is literally nullified to God. I mean, we, we all are, but the Sefer Torah is at that level. It's a window to that level. And a tzaddik is also. A tzaddik is a person that doesn't feel himself as anything other than God. Which is how the Zohar could say that man pnei ha'odin havaya, when the Torah says pnei ha'odin havaya, the face of God, it's Rabshim Bayochai's face. A tzaddik is so nullified that they're, that they're, they're a window to that truth of Hashem's unity. And all the other ideas of Hasidus, the ways of Hasidus, the singing, the dancing, it all comes out from this, knowing how accessible God is, because everything is just Hashem. And that's the Yisoyed of Teres of Baal Shem Tov, like Tzemach Tzedek said, Amitas Hasidus. And all the other things come out from this. And that's why also, I'm sure you know, Mashiach has the Baal Shem Tov asked Mashiach, when are you coming? Mashiach said, when your Torah will be spread forth. Because what's Mashiach? What is Mashiach? Why is the Baal Shem Tov's Torah the Torah of Mashiach? What is Mashiach? Yeshaya Novi says, what are we waiting for? V'nigla kvoid Hashem 
God will be revealed. God will be revealed. The flesh will see. Your flesh eyes will see. That it's God speaking. That everything that is is God speaking. That is Mashiach. That revelation. When Mashiach comes, we'll all see the truth. We should be zeichet to admit Hashem very, very soon. Questions, comments, witticisms. Oh, Rabbi, do you mind? I just you, you mentioned something interesting. You talked about the grave becoming raised, right? But you also, at my university, because you also described the black hole. So there, you do have something which contracts and does leave a space in which it envelops everything within it. I mean, the fact that it also just says metaphorically continues to be reduced and reduced and reduced into singularity, whatever that means, but that is an a example of symptom which isn't like a great... I just want to, you know, speaking about the idea how, how Paraklamad Gimel, I could speak about it for a lot longer, and, and everyone feel free to go, but just, just a couple more words. I spoke about in Shabbos Agadol that really the whole Nakuda of Spinoza, which all of his ethics, all of his Torah is to get to what he calls blessedness, ultimate simcha, and what he calls ultimate, the, the beatu, the, the, the simcha, he says it comes from the feeling of being within God. Which Rav Kook, that's what I meant, Rav Kook says that, that, there are, that Spinoza was trying to say the Baal Shem Do, but he didn't have the right language to do it. But he said, in, in other words, and, and that's what Buddhism says the same thing, that what's nirvana, that to just rest in being, as is. And the simcha of just knowing that you don't have to do anything. You are within God. Every now is God. Really, the, everything, if you ever read the power of now, everything he's saying there, Eka Torli, is, is what Paraglam and Gimel Tanya is saying. That joy of the now, of knowing that as you are, whatever's happening, wherever you are, it's just God. You know, again, I'm, I'm, this is much easier said than done. We're all working on this, but you know, I heard someone give a mushal. Imagine you're like walking down the street, and all of a sudden you hear screaming and gunshots, and you see you know, windows breaking, and all of a sudden there's blood. You start freaking out, right? And, and, and the people running. And so you don't know what to do. You're about to, and all of a sudden you hear, cut, cut. That wasn't good. We have to do it again. And so all the dead people stand up. You know, they wipe off the blood. It was just a, it was just a scene from a movie, right? So it's sort of like you know, all the things happening in Elamaz in this world, all these things that you know, we get so caught up in, and we get so, you know, everything, this is important. Cut, it's just God. It's just Hashem. That's the joy of, it's just you and God. That's all that exists. You have to, and then ultimately, it's just God. First, it's you have to come to a place where it's just you and God. You see everything is just God. It's just you standing in front of God. And then, Yehudi is this is just God. So why, why create this big reality show? Why not just exist in like a big golden ocean? Oh, beautiful question. That's a great question. So the question of why God created the world, you know, is, has been discussed a lot. And there are a lot of different answers given. But Hasidus is based on the answer that Chazal say. Why did God create the world? 
Chazal say that Nisava Kadosh Baruch Hu leaves the Yisbaruch dear betachtoinim. That God had a taiva to have a dwelling place in the lowest possible world, the, the, the center point of that radius, if you remember, where his light is most concealed, where that, that line becomes so concealed, they, that darkest world where there could be all the tumma and all the terrible things that happen in this world, there he wants to dwell. Why? That's why Chazal is saying, Nisave, it's a taiva. What's the pshat of a taiva? What does taiva mean? A taiva, if a taiva's concussion, as you don't ask a question on a taiva, a taiva is a desire. Why do some people like, normal people like chocolate ice cream, some like vanilla, and nebuch, there are some that will actually order pistachio ice cream. Yeah, you're a pistachio ice cream person? Oh my gosh. Right? So, so why? Why? The answer is it's a taiva. You don't ask a question why. Right? In Hebrew, in, in, in Israel, alatam valareach, en litvakeach. Right? That's a taiva. You don't ask a question. Hashem had a taiva. Meaning that it's coming from that place of God's essence that's beyond reason. That's why. That's why God did all this. So it's all about us in this world revealing that Hashem is everything. That you're within the king's lap all the time. I have an idea. Um, when you were describing the square with the circle and the ray, mm-hmm. it reminded me of when you're, you don't have the glasses to look at the um, solar eclipse. And you have to look at that box and just an indirect... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good muscle for the symptom. The only thing is in the, in, the, in the glasses for the solar eclipse, you still see something, right? But it's a, and here it's like an ultimate con- complete concealment, but not a removal in that way, yeah. Is it not bigger to complain about the world when you're not happy? Or is that like going, is it going running counter to Hashem's time for there to be a world in the first place until like you can't happen? <coughs> right. The book is coming up and that's how we know him, so. He didn't throw it at you, so. He didn't throw it at you. Judaism is all about asking questions. <clears throat> you throw it at you, you'd still be happy about it. Okay, uh, look on page 482. Page 482. So this chapter of Tanya, it's chapter 11 of Igeras HaKadosh, the fourth section of Tanya, chapter 11 in the fourth section. <clears throat> it begins, La skil chabina, la skil chabina, to make you skillful of understanding. So I just want to tell you that within Chabad, this parak, this chapter is famous as being the ultimate one has to strive for, but very difficult. It's a very difficult Avedah. I know that the, they say when um, there was a chassid, I think it was Remendel Futafas was in jail, and he was like suffering in jail, so another chassid would come to the window of his jail cell and, and say this chapter by heart. And Remendel said that's what, that's what allowed him to, to be able to survive in jail, this, this chapter. We don't have time to go through the whole thing, but just look. To make you skillful of understanding that this is not the way in which the light of the Lord dwells, i.e., in there being a desire for the life of flesh and children and sustenance, God can't dwell if one has this desire for physical things, children, sustenance, life of flesh. 
For as our sages said, make not your will. Batal Ritzainchitz and Pirkeyavis, make null your will. That is, one's will should be nullified so that one has absolutely no will in any worldly matters that are implied by children, life, and sustenance. And our sages said, despite yourself, do we live? How? How do you come? This means that there is to be only an absolute belief in Yosebaratius and the Creator. That is, that the creation of being ex nihilo, Yeshma'ayan, right? Turn to the next page. This creation occurs constantly and every moment. Yeah? Everyone sees? By all creatures coming into being, this is what we just learned, right? See that, Andy? This is what we just learned. This creation is occurring constantly and every moment. If you look, by the way, you see footnote 9, the bottom, you see it says, Lekut Imam Park 2, chapter 1, the Chayachud Vamuna, first chapter. So this creation occurs in constantly every moment by all creatures coming into being from his wisdom which animates everything. And when man will contemplate in the profundity of his understanding and will imagine in his mind his coming to be ex nihilo truly every moment, every now is God bringing to being now, how can he possibly think he has ever suffered? Or had any afflictions related to children, life and sustenance? or whatever other worldly sufferings. For the not the ayin, which is his wisdom, is the source of life, welfare, and delight. It is the aid in which transcends the world to come. In fact, no evil descends from above, etc. Kitzer. And this is the essence of the faith for which man was created to believe that there is no place void of him. And in the light of the king's countenance, there is life and strength and gladness are in his place. Kitzer, the answer to your question... Oh, therefore, first of all, man ought to be happy and joyous at all times and truly live by his faith in God who animates him and is within him every moment. The kids are, so ultimately, if one comes to this simcha, you know, the truth is, the, the, all, the, all the books of wisdom say that if a person's joy is dependent on something outside oneself, finite, and temporal, then one can never be truly happy. Because then always our happiness depends on circumstances. Happiness has to come from within. Happiness has to come from, from what philosophers call being. What the Alter Rebbe calls atzmus einar muvadeh, from being within God. That's, that's, that, that's the ultimate simcha. So ultimately, if, if we really are able to internalize that, then, then we would believe that everything is just Hashem. So how could we not be besimcha? But that's why also Chassidim said L'chaim. <laughs> Sometimes you need a little L'chaim to uh, hasten up the, uh, this, this internalization. The happiness is not... The happiness, right. The happiness. It's yeah. not totally on anything. It's not totally on anything. All right. What was um, the difference, in short, between godliness and God that you were saying before? Um whether it's a, a manifestation of a particular way of God's light or God as He is. Or in self, the infinite light of God. Isn't that the same thing? What? What you just said. No, no. The fir- so the first, is everything a particular godly light that's been contracted? What I mean, the, the first idea that we're in Yehuda Tata is that let me ask you a question. A tzaddik that can see that everything is godliness, does everything look the same? No. No. 
I, everything is godliness, but there's a different godly light in these two bottles of seltzer. Each one is a different godly light. No, it's not. Well, because it's they the look the same. God, but it's the same godly light. Not no. the same exact light. No, it's not. This like, one has a godly light bringing in beer. Same type of light, but not the same. That's what it means, the, the, the speech of God. They're all words that God is saying. Yeah, but it's all manifestation of the same thing, right? Yeah, it's all God's light manifesting as all the different things you see. But yeah, that's the unity within everything. That's Yichuda Tata. It's what, it, it's what the Latin called the animus Dei, the soul of the world. That God, that really, the Gemara says, um, just like the soul fills the body, God fills the world. That essentially that the world is God's speech. But then Yichudi Law is that that speech that contracted little, this is within Hashem's infinite light. You've never left Hashem's infinite light. And that, that's God, and the first thing yeah. is godliness? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot to think about. One has to... These are things, these are abstract ideas. One has to think about them again and again. You know, it's called, that's what Chassidus calls his boinunus, to, to contemplate. Chassidic contemplation means to contemplate. These aren't ideas, they're not like cognitive ideas like information. They're, they're pictures, so to speak. You have to picture in your mind these ideas. 